This week on the Docs to Dads podcast, I am sharing some of the highlights from books that I read during the last year. One of my goals for 2022 was to read books on my Kindle, and I was able to save little nuggets of wisdom from some of the books. Today, I'm sharing the ones that are helping me to improve my personal development, my marriage, and my business. We are building systems for a stronger 2023, today on the Docs to Dads podcast. Hello and welcome to the Docs to Dads podcast, a health and wellness resource for any dad looking to actively engage with their health, the health of their children, and building a stronger, healthier community around their family. Each week, Dr. Scott, a board-certified pediatrician, will explore topics relevant to child health and how dads can be an active participant in their growth, development, and other issues that affect children and the whole family. Welcome back to the Docs to Dads podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Scott Grant, and today is part two of the episode that came out two weeks ago. I do apologize for the unplanned week off. My family and I have been very sick, and last week I couldn't sit upright long enough to actually record a coherent thought, much less an entire episode. Uh, So I do not plan to make a habit of skipping those weeks, and I do appreciate all the kind Uh, messages, those of you that noticed that there was no episode last week, and I apologize for that. But in that episode, uh, now two weeks ago, we talked about some of the excerpts from books that I had read in 2022 that I had been reviewing. I've been using uh, the Readwise app, which allows you to take the highlights from books that you read on Kindle, as well as some podcast highlights or things that you can save from Twitter or Uh, internet articles, and it kind of stores it all in one place, which is super convenient. And then one of the cool things about it is that then every day they give you, you know, five or six of those highlights that you saved to re-review so that it stays sort of fresh in your mind. And over the course of the year, there's been a handful of these that have really stuck out to me and that I kind of kept coming back to and kept kind of cropping up, not only in the app when I was reviewing it, but just in my mind sort of became these thoughts that I kept coming back to from the books that I had been reading. In the last episode, we talked about some of the quotes from books that I had read uh, that impacted my approach to parenting, to being a father. And so in that episode, I talked about some key ideas from uh, Hunt, Gather, Parent by Michaeline Ducleff, Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss, Think Again by Adam Grant, and The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek. Um, So I do recommend you going back and checking out that episode. I'm not going to talk about any of those books today or any of the ideas from uh, those books, although I recommend all of them to those of you who might be interested about that. Today, I've got a few more highlights from other books that I read last year that are more related to sort of my personal development and thoughts that I'm using to think about how I'm going to continue to grow and develop myself my personal growth, as well as my professional growth in this new year of 2023. The big picture here to sort of lay the the framework of what we're building is this idea of I'm going to do less sort of New Year's resolution type stuff where I have a specific goal that I want to set, although I do have certain things that I want to achieve during this year. This year, I'm going to try to focus more on building systems and building environments around me and around my family that will allow us to more consistently 
make the choice that we want to make. So if we have a certain behavior that we're trying to do more frequently, I want to build an environment around my home and around my children that will allow us to do that behavior more often, whether that's you know making good choices related to our nutrition or physical exercise, uh, whether that's building systems that will allow me to more efficiently write and record content that will be podcast episodes or short form videos that you'll see on uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, those kinds of things. But I'm going to focus much more this year on building systems. And the book that first got me started to think about that is the book that I'm going to share the first clip from in this episode, which is Atomic Habits by James Clear. This is one of my favorite books from this year. It's one of the books that I took the most highlights from. It's one of only three books last year that I had more than 40 highlights from in my Kindle as I was going through it. There's just so much good stuff here. I'm sure you've heard about uh, this book as well. I did a whole episode about it and sort of how can you take some of the themes from this book and apply it specifically to your parenting. So because I had already talked about that, I, I'm not going to talk about that in this context. And I'm going to talk about it a little bit more in the way that I'm using it for my own personal development. Um, so there's a lot of wisdom that you can take away from this book. But the concepts that kept coming back to me within my own personal development were the ones around this building systems for achieving your desired behavior. And one of the excerpts that's not the formal one that I'm going to share is the one that talks about that the people who seem to have the most self-control are the people who build systems and environments around themselves such that they are not required to use their self-control that often. And so if you're putting yourself in a situation where you're trying to eat less sweets, for example, the folks who have the most self-control around that are going to be the people who just don't allow themselves to be around sweets. And then if you don't have to say no to it, then you don't have a problem. It's just not there. And and that's kind of some of the idea here. And so in searching for ways to sort of consistently stick to those desired behaviors, he offers this bigger picture tip for building systems for success. He says, one of the most effective things that you can do to build better habits is to join a culture where your desired behavior is the normal behavior. So the more you surround yourself with people who are doing the behavior that you're also trying to do, the more likely you are to consistently do that behavior because that just becomes the norm. That's what everyone around you is doing. And that's going to make you more likely to stick to those behaviors. And so if you can build that environment around you and become a part of this culture, then it's going to offer you one, accountability of course, because you know that everyone else around you within that culture is also striving to make those good choices, right? None of us are perfect. We're not all doing it perfectly every time, but we're all trying to make those good choices day in and day out. But they'll also provide you reassurance when you run into trouble, right? Like when you mess up, you have a bad day, you don't make it to the gym, whatever the case may be, like you have that culture around you that says like, no problem, but you got to show up tomorrow. And they'll offer you support when you're really having trouble. Because we're all going to go through these periods where we're struggling to show up for the workout or showing up 
by writing that piece of content or recording that video so that you can, you know, be successful. The the two best months of the podcast this last year in 2022 were the two months that I spent in like an incubator with some fellow creators who we were meeting twice a week and just sharing our experiences, things that were working, things that weren't working, successes, failures, but just sort of being in a culture of other people. Some of them were doing the things that I was doing. They were sort of about at my level, but some of them were like way ahead of me. Some of them had already developed courses and were trying to sell courses and had kind of built out all this video content and were were really high achieving creators and sort of what I was aspiring to. And being around them a couple of times a week sort of inspired me to keep moving and keep going. And even when I was struggling a little bit, you know, it, it brought me along. And when I when I would hit a wall, they would help me figure out how to na- navigate around that. And so I think that speaks to the the power of sort of embedding yourself in a culture where the thing that you're trying to do is the normal behavior. And so I'm hoping to do something similar to that this year with the content creation piece, but even more like this is the year that I'm going to double down again on my personal health. And I'm talking more to the friends in my social circle who are also taking their health really serious to help me with some of the common struggles that I'm running into uh, with an eye toward seriously training for a marathon in October. And so that's where I'm going to go and I'm going to start right now. So I'll have nine months to get my training regimen all together, build up a base uh, for running, but also to do some weight work and those kinds of things to just really build that up. And part of that is going to start with getting into a culture that celebrates that. And that's what I'm going to do um, from this clip. Our next book excerpt comes from The Five Love Languages by Dr. Gary Chapman. Um, I dedicated actually two entire episodes to the concepts from this book back at the beginning of 2022. So that's how much I learned from this book and enjoyed this book. This is a really, really good book, especially for the dads out there who uh, are married uh, or still in in long-term relationships uh, with of any kind, but especially with the mother of their children. If you go back and listen to episodes 13 and 14, I dive deep into each of the five love languages. And then episode 14 is an interview that I did with a breastfeeding expert to kind of talk about the love languages of breastfeeding and ways that you can use your knowledge of those uh, love languages to to help support your partner when she's breastfeeding, if you find yourself in that situation. So highly recommend both of those episodes. This one, there's a particular passage that sort of always sticks out to me every time it comes up and it just kind of lives in my brain as it relates to the objection that you sometimes get when you're talking about the love languages and the way that we show, especially our wife, that we love her, especially when she prefers to be shown that love in a way that doesn't come naturally to us. So the classic example of this is with like physical touch. So perhaps you were raised um, to believe that you know, men are not meant to show affection for their family in certain ways. It makes you feel uncomfortable. It doesn't work for you. It, it's it's hard. It takes you out of your comfort zone to do that kind of thing. And and I think while the classic case is, is physical touch, I think that's certainly true of things like, you know, acts of service. If there's particular things 
that communicate effectively to your partner that you love them, but they're not things that come naturally to you. They're not things that you always instinctively remember to do. Then sometimes the trap that you fall into is you're like, I'll just find another way to show my love, even if that's an, a better way, you know? And so we should really be trying to love our wife in the best way that we can. And, and to that point, Dr. Chapman gives the following response. He says, I'll bet that if you hug your spouse 3,000 times, it will begin to feel more comfortable. But ultimately, comfort is not the issue. We are talking about love. And love is something you do for someone else, not something you do for yourself. And I think in my own marriage, that's something that I have come back to quite often when there's things that I know mean a lot to my wife when I do them. It's it's an effective way for me to show her, you know, I use the acts of service example because that's that's my marriage. That's my real life. Like my wife is big on acts of service. The the best thing that I can do on any given day to show her how much I love her is to find little things around the house that are annoying to her and take care of them. And if I do that, it's better than 12 million roses. It just communicates so much more effectively that love for her. Some of those acts of service come really naturally to me. So if it falls to me, for example, to be the one responsible for cooking dinner, like I can, I can whip up a great dinner with the best of them. And that's a way that I can serve her by making dinner for her. It's some of the other sort of smaller tasks, picking up after myself and the kids, making sure the laundry's getting done, those kinds of things that I'll just sometimes lose track of because there's so many other things going on. But I know that if I can start to build systems that will help me do those things more effectively and will remind me to go back and finish them when I'm likely to get distracted, then that's going to communicate my love more effectively to her. And so even if it's not something that comes easy to me, even if it's something that pushes me out of my comfort zone, it's something that I should aspire to build a system to do better so that I can show my wife that I love her as effectively as possible. And as dads, we can do hard things and it will invariably lead us to better places if we stand up with courage and put our families before ourselves, right? Love is something you do for someone else. And so we have to remember that the things we do are not always for us. Most of the times they're not for us. And some of the worst decisions that I've made in my life when I was younger were in pursuit of the self or in pursuit of easiness or in pursuit of comfort, right? And Dr. Chapman says, comfort is not the issue. We're talking about love. And if there's anything that I've learned from these last few years, it's that if you want to do something that is meaningful and important, it will require sacrifice. It will require discomfort to the point where you should probably strive actively to be uncomfortable. And this is true as we work to improve our relationships at work and at home. It's true if we want to get serious about taking care of ourselves so that we can be around for as long as possible for our kids. And this sentiment for me is really summed up perfectly by my next lesson, my next quote, um, which comes from a book called Life is Messy by Matthew Kelly. And he says this about pursuing an easy life. All our efforts to avoid the difficulties of life 
lead us away from everything that is deeply satisfying. If your goal was an easy life, would any of the following be possible? Meaningful relationships, deeply satisfying work, health and vitality, raising children, starting a business, or mastery of a profession or hobby? The irony of this book uh, is that I read this quote. I can still picture where I was while I was on vacation with my wife in the Smoky Mountains. We had left the kids uh, with grandma and grandpa. This was before baby number three had come. So it was just the two older kids. They were with my parents. My wife and I were off on vacation, just the, the two of us for a week in the Smoky Mountains of Tennessee. And the morning that I was sitting reading this book, uh, my wife had gone off for a spa day. She was getting, you know, massage, facial, whatever, whatever she was doing. And I was back in our cabin that we had rented. I had the fire going. I was looking out over the, the mountains. I had a warm pot of coffee that I was working through. And I was just reading this book. It was probably the easiest day of 2022 uh, for me because I got to just spend several hours sitting there casually uh, in front of the fireplace, drinking some coffee, reading a book. <laughs> it was it was one of the better days uh, of 2022 for me personally. But I can still remember exactly where I was reading this book when I read this quote, because it hit me like a bolt of lightning. If your goal was an easy life, would any of these things be possible? And they wouldn't. None of those things you could do if you wanted easy. We have to do hard things. And that's what it's all about. As dads, as husbands, as professionals, as community leaders, we can make a difference, but only if we are willing to try to do hard things. And sure, everything that we do isn't going to go perfectly. And that's the point. Why should we expect that it would? But if we keep showing up and we stay in the fight, we will be able to do amazing things. Dr. Ruth Goshen, in her book, The Success Factor, writes, For high achievers, the chase is as exciting as the win, which is likely why they fear not trying more than they fear failing. We have to enjoy the process. And this idea of finding the chase as exciting as the win is something that popped up across a lot of the books that I've been talking about over the last two episodes It certainly pops up in Atomic Habits and The Infinite Game. They each make the case that we should attempt to love the process and not just the outcome. And James Clear in Atomic Habits specifically talks about how if you can build a system that is leading you towards your goals, then you can be happy anytime that system is working, not just when you get to the end goal. But we can't achieve any of those things if we're not willing to build those systems in the first place, if we aren't willing to stand up and make that effort. And I think about this last quote, high achievers fear not trying more than they fear failure almost every day. It's my mantra for 2023 to fear not trying. And it's the theme of one of the books that I'm hoping to read this year, The Power of Regret by Dan Pink. And so hopefully I'll get to do either an episode about that book in the coming months, or maybe it'll be in my 2023 uh, year in review episodes uh, a year from now. I hope that that idea of fearing not trying more than you fear failing is something that 
you can take with you and carry with you as you start to build these systems out so that you can have a successful 2023. I'd love to hear your thoughts about these books, if you've read them, these quotes that I've uh, shared with you today. Uh, if you have any book recommendations that you would share with me for 2023, I've got I've got one book that I know uh, I want to read this year, but I'm I'm definitely open to getting some suggestions. So send those my way. You can connect with me uh, on social media at Docs to Dads Pod on uh, Instagram or on my LinkedIn page, or shoot me an email Docs to Dads Pod at Gmail dot com. I'd love to connect with you uh, and hear about what systems you are building to help your family be more successful in 2023. I'd like to say thank you as always to Phil Raban who edits the show and makes it sound so good for you each week. Tune in next week where I will be talking about the challenge of surviving this winter with so many infections going around our communities. If you are feeling overwhelmed by it all, you are not crazy and you are not alone. I'm going to share some insight into why I think this is happening and some tips that will hopefully help help make it go just a little bit easier for you and your family. Until then, remember that what you do as a dad matters. Keep building healthier dads, happier kids, and stronger communities. Thanks so much. The information included in this podcast and other Docs to Dads platforms is intended for your education and entertainment only. It is not intended as medical advice and should not replace a relationship with a primary care pediatrician or other provider who will give the most appropriate recommendations for your individual situation.